Listener Production. Your Morning Agenda with Natasha Belling. Good morning. Thanks for your company. Let's check what's making headlines this Monday, the 12th of July. The New South Wales Premier has warned COVID cases are set to explode over the next few days, with the lockdown expected to continue beyond Friday. A woman in her 90s has become the first Australian to die from COVID this year. She passed away in a Sydney hospital after catching the virus from a member of her household. 77 new locally acquired cases were recorded in Sydney yesterday, Concerningly, 33 of those were infectious while in the community. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian says residents need to remain vigilant and follow the rules. I can't stress enough that every time we risk breaking the rules or even just going about our business and not getting tested when we need to, the people whose lives and health that we're risking the most are those closest to us. The majority of students in the Greater Sydney region are set to return to online learning tomorrow with concerns it may have to be extended for a number of weeks. The spiralling COVID cases have seen a number of states and territories close their borders to New South Wales and we'll have more details on that story shortly. Meantime, details of a joint financial assistance package from both the federal and New South Wales governments are expected to be unveiled today. Scott Morrison and Josh Frydenberg held crisis talks overnight with Gladys Berejiklian and the New South Wales Treasurer Dominic Perrottet, with more financial support set to be given to both businesses and households. There's been backlash over the federal government's new COVID ad campaigns. One ad called Arm Yourself is hitting Australian television screens, radio and print media, encouraging Australians to get vaccinated. The ads feature numerous people with Band-Aids on their arms after receiving the COVID jab. But Simon Reynolds, the creator of the 1987 Grim Reaper ads, has told the ABC this ad has missed the mark. You've got to do something different. You can't simply just have someone's arm with a Band-Aid as, as a way of, of changing millions of people's points. While another ad campaign rolled out just for Sydney, which shows a young woman on a ventilator struggling to breathe, is being slammed as too graphic and insensitive. Critics say the majority of young Sydney-siders under the age of 40 cannot act on the message and book a vaccination as the Pfizer vaccine is not available as yet for their age group. And Novak Djokovic has claimed a record equaling 20th Grand Slam title, winning Wimbledon this morning. While the celebrations are continuing after Ash Barty became the first Australian woman in more than 40 years to win the Grand Slam. Tennis legend Pat Rafter telling the project it was such a special moment. You love to see people reach their dreams and Ash has always dreamt about Wimbledon and that is really important for a lot of Australians. To see her emotionally break down as well and accept all her dreams just flooding through her and becoming realised, I think that was really special for everyone to see. Now let's check what's happening in your state with our reporters on the ground. And We start in Victoria this morning and the state has sent hundreds of extra police to patrol its border with New South Wales. Non-Victorian residents are now fully barred from entering the state from New South Wales and the ACT. But as James Lake reports from Melbourne, Victorians can still get home. Yeah, they can still get home, Tash, but with some strict restrictions. Victorian residents who now find themselves in a red zone 
do need to apply for a red zone permit in order to come home. Once they get back into the state, they'll need to quarantine at home for 14 days. There's another catch, though. Anybody who has been in a place deemed a very high-risk exposure site won't be allowed in, even if they are a Victorian resident. Border bubbles are in place for people living close to state lines, though, so they can continue with school and work if they travel interstate daily. And to South Australia, a new report has found the state is leading the country in its management of COVID-19. The research shows South Australia spent less time in lockdown than any other state and experienced a greater bounce back in employment since the start of the pandemic. Our reporter, Sean Maynard, has the details from Adelaide. Yeah, that's right, Tash. This won't come as much surprise to many here, given the low rate of COVID-19 cases since the start of the pandemic. But no doubt the state government will be happy with this report anyway. If you don't count a national lockdown early on in the pandemic, then we finally had to spend three additional days confined to our homes in South Australia. Market research group Roy Morgan's run the numbers and says we've handled things better than any other state. On the employment front, the combined unemployment and underemployment figure dropping from 23.9% to 17.4% in the second quarter. And the state's reduced reliance on international tourism certainly helped. But the lack of lockdowns here appears to have kept things ticking over, meaning it's business as usual in SA. Now for the latest in business and finance news this morning, we're joined by Peter Switzer from the switzerreport.com.au. Peter, good morning. As we know, struggling CBD businesses are missing many office workers who were, of course, their main customers, and it's set to take years for a return to any form of normality in the main city areas. Yes, it's a real surprise, isn't it? Brisbane and Perth CBDs will see their employment numbers of 2019 back within two years because of their tougher border policies. But Sydney and Melbourne Melbourne will have to wait four long years for business normalcy and Adelaide five. These are the calculations of Deloitte Access Economics, which will be bad news for any CBD business currently hanging by a thread. And talking about hanging by a thread, so many employees and businesses are doing it so tough at the moment. We're hearing speculation of a rescue package from the Morrison and New South Wales government. Will it be enough, Peter? Probably not but uh, it will be something that will be better than nothing. The Australian newspaper reports the PM and Treasurer Josh Frydenberg had a weekend phone hookup with New South Wales Premier Glenis Berejiklian to discuss a financial assistance package for business. Now, details of the package, which will also include help for households and workers who have lost income, will be thrashed out today. An announcement should come soon. And very interestingly, Peter, despite the extension of the Sydney shutdown and the spike in COVID cases, the stock market surprisingly looks unrattled. Yes, they're a surprising mob of stock market players, aren't they? The local futures says our stock market is set to start up over 1% or 72 points today, but that optimism comes from the positive lead from Wall Street over the weekend. Economists say the Sydney lockdown could cost the economy 7 billion dollars and turn the current quarter into a negative for the New South Wales economy, and that should be Really bad news for stocks. Bad news for everyone. Thanks so much, Peter. Cheers. 
Sport now with Brett Thomason. Brett, after Ash's sensational performance over the weekend, another record is broken at Wimbledon, this time from Novak Djokovic. Yes, good morning, Tash. Phenomenal effort from Ash Barty. Winning Wimbledon for the first time, we had the men's final 24 hours later, so that was last night. Novak Djokovic against Matteo Berrettini of Italy. He raced out to a 5-2 lead in the first set. Berrettini managed to fight back, claim that in a tie-break, but Djokovic only powered to victory after that, raced to a 4 love lead in the second and just needed a single then a double break of serve uh, to claim his sixth Wimbledon title his third in a row more importantly he draws level with Roger Federer and Rafael Nadal on 20 Grand Slam titles he's not done yet so he's got the Australian the French now Wimbledon in the same year now he's chasing a rare Golden Slam this is something only Steffi Graf has done before where you go on to win an Olympic gold medal at Tokyo Ash Barty will be there as well and then the US Open that would be uh, very very rare indeed I could definitely envision that happening. I'm hoping, you know, I'm going to definitely g- give it a shot. I'm in a great form. I'm obviously playing well and uh, playing my best tennis at Grand Slams is the highest priority that I have right now at this stage of my career. So let's keep it going. The way he's playing wouldn't put it past him. And that's something obviously that Roger and Rafa have not done before. Yeah, he's an incredible player. In the NRL, very interesting developments over the weekend. Again, Brett with 12 NRL clubs now set to call Queensland home because of the COVID outbreak in Sydney. Yeah, so this is obviously the nine Sydney teams. Then we've got the Gosford-based Warriors, so they'll have to relocate for uh, a second time. They lost to the Sharks yesterday, by the way, 20 points to 12. Then we've got the Raiders and the Knights also uh, moving north. Now, NRL Chief Andrew Abdo told Fox Sports he can't guarantee that that this won't remain in, in place for the rest of the season. We're locking in some certainty for the next four rounds, and uh, that buys us some time to figure out how the situation unfolds in New South Wales. If we need to extend to the end of the season, then we will. Uh, We know that we have the capacity to absorb that. A bit of deja vu uh, back to last season. And Brett, the Tigers' finals hopes are hanging by a thread after a fade-out loss to the Magpies. Yes, so Richmond, of course, were going for three premierships in a row. Not only is that pretty much over now, but they slumped to 12th after losing to Collingwood yesterday. They looked like they had the Magpies on toast, but then they conceded seven goals in a row in the fourth quarter, ended up losing by 16 points. The Swans, though, going really well at the moment. They're just a game outside the top four, bursting the Bulldogs' bubble with a 19-point win. And now they remain in Melbourne, of course, due to the COVID situation back home. Uh, Coach John Longmire can't rule out players or staff asking to to return home for family reasons. We'll take it day by day. We'll do it whatever we can. Every story is different. We'll support everyone how we need to. Everyone's got a got different challenges. Now we've got the Euros happening at uh, Wembley at the moment. England has taken a 1-0 lead over Italy. Uh, of course, this is a home game really for England played at Wembley, so they will be going absolutely nuts. It's still in the first half. Let's see if they can hold on. Who's your tip? Uh, I'll go England first title since the 1966 uh, World Cup. So maybe some more history on the way in England this morning. Oh, football's the winner, isn't it, Brett? It is. <laughs> Thanks so much. <laughs> Thanks, Tash. Sir Richard Branson has won the billionaire space race, successfully reaching the edge of space on board his Virgin Galactic rocket overnight. The 71-year-old beating Amazon's Jeff Bezos, who plans to do the same in just nine days. Sir Richard was one of six strapping in for the ride, almost 90 k's above Earth before returning safely. I was once a child with a dream, looking up to the stars. Now I'm an adult in a spaceship with lots of other wonderful adults looking down to our beautiful, beautiful Earth. 
one small step. And that's all you need to know to start your day with your morning agenda in your podcast feed from 6.30am every weekday morning. You can also catch the latest episode and a whole new world of audio by downloading the new Listener app for free. I'm Natasha Belling. Thanks so much for your company. Have a great day. Take care and we'll see you tomorrow.